Join Rowdy and Kyle every Monday and Thursday night for another episode of the Rowdy Magalite Show, sponsored by On Tire Tailgate System. All right, race fans, let's get rowdy. The next 60 minutes will be two men talking one thing and one thing only, racing. From the third tracks of the Carolinas to the super speedways of Daytona and Talladega, no race is too big or small for this duo. Ladies and gentlemen, these are our hosts, Rowdy Maglite and Kyle Magda. This is the Rowdy Maglite Show. And it's the Thursday night edition. Remember, Monday mornings and Thursday nights. But, guys, we're getting ready for the U.S. Tank All-American 400 weekend. It was slated for Sunday, but if you've watched the weather, Sunday's going to be a bad day. we got Adam Mackey going to be coming in at the bottom of the hour, and we're going to be talking about uh, the changeover. But it's going to be run Saturday afternoon at 3 o'clock Central Time start off of U.S. Tank to All-American 400. Uh, the way we're going to roll tonight, guys, we got Derek Thorne all the way from Bakersville, California, coming in. And also, we've got Con- uh, Connor Jones, a young man. And we're going to talk to Derek and uh, Connor. They're going to be teaming up this weekend with uh, R&S race cars. But, guys, uh, remember the big story Today is the All-American 400. It's been moved from Sunday to Saturday afternoon. All series are going to be running according to what I... And Adam's going to kind of bring us up to speed on it. But everybody that's entered into the race is going to run every lap. Looks like we're going to get all three, all, all the series in. But uh, we're waiting on... Uh, Derek's calling in in about three minutes. He's in Nashville getting ready. I think they've got some kind of little PR thing tonight in, in Nashville. If, listen, it's a great weekend to go to Nashville. You can go out on the town, walk down to Broadway. It'll be jammed with people. Come out, watch the race. After the race is over, go back to the to downtown and enjoy Nashville. It's It's a great little city. The racetrack, you'll never see another one like it. It was built in, I think, 1904, originally running. It was horse track. Uh, Richard Petty, there's been some great legends. Tony Formosa has been on the show several times, and he said when he brought Dale Jr. to the fairgrounds, says if you can win at the fairgrounds, you can win at any track that NASCAR races on. So a lot of history there. Take your grandkids. It's one of the very, I think it's the only one left that actually there's no poles to obstruct you in the grandstands. This grandstand is absolutely beautiful. So uh, Saturday's going to be a great day. Be time to go and uh, experience what Nashville and the fairgrounds has got to give you. I'm going to kind of go over uh, some of the times because Adam's going to kind of go over it with us too. But uh, the gates, the pit gates, guys, Saturday morning's going to open at 8. And then you got qualifying for the uh, JAG CRA All-Star qualifying tech out. Uh, let's see. That's qualifying tech. 
then it uh super late models qualify through tech at 11. uh let's see at 115 starts the jag cra all-star turn qualifying and then the uh followed up by the super late model qualifying but the race will start u.s tank all-american 400 will start at three o'clock saturday so that's the story there guys uh been to fairgrounds a lot of times it's, it's a really really historical place great place to see the track i'm interested in uh there's a couple of questions about how how you manage around the track that i want to ask derek and connor connor's raced there last year also so De uh, connor does have a little bit of experience at the fairgrounds there again guys it's the all-american 400 and it's going to be saturday kids are kids are uh, admitted five they got reserved seats and unreserved seats so if you get your tickets before saturday you get a five dollar discount track enterprise putting this on daryl walter will be there guys so uh it, it should be a, a some really good notch drivers are going to be there guys there's some touch notch drivers going to be there uh we're waiting on derek now guys uh the holler parade let's see that's going to be thursday down let's see thursday downtown nashville so there's something to do but we missed that's probably going on right now uh and then tomorrow we'll start the uh quarter mile championship features inside the track the all-american 400 they put on a great show guys i'm just getting back from uh homestead i got back tuesday morning from homestead miami to cold weather frost this morning in, in Carbon hill alabama and i was just walking around with shorts and a short sleeve shirt on saturday and sunday night at the track in miami completely different and it it was a little bit of cool spell down there guys all right uh waiting on derek after derek we got uh connor coming in and marty just told me that derek be calling in here in just a minute guys uh in nashville a lot going on they got a big pr thing downtown going on now so talked about the holler parade I, i'm sure that's part of it but uh downtown's crazy uh great place to go atmosphere you get everything all at one time you get to have a little nightlife a lot of racing life and uh ends up to be a great weekend son and i got to go last year he took his motor home we hung out camped out for the weekend it was a little cool but it's october it's it's almost halloween and i'm sure that adam's gonna in, fill us in in activities of what he's got going on this weekend at the track of uh, they usually have something every saturday night 
So I'm sure this is going to probably fall in on a Friday night. Track Enterprise. Headed to Martinsville this weekend, guys. Uh, but we're going to bring our first driver in, our first guest for tonight. And I'd like to welcome to the Rowdy Maglot Show, always from Bakersfield, California, Derek Thorne. Welcome, Derek. Hey, guys. How are you? Thanks for having me on. Thank you, Derek. Uh, so, Derek, a lot of talent comes out of Bakersfield, California. <laughs> it seems to, huh? Must be some in the water over there. Man, y'all. Uh, no, no, I can't claim I, I can't claim Bakersfield is my hometown. I, I grew up in Northern California, but Bakersfield's been home for the last ten or fifteen years, so it's been good to us. So, Derek, you're they're there in Nashville now, getting ready for the U.S. Tank of All American Four Hundred. How you prepared for it? Yes, sir. Uh, you know, this is a new experience for all of us. Um, working with Connor Jones as a driver and Robbie Jones um, is a car owner um, this week. We had plans to bring the 43 at Kemmel Motorsports out, but uh, just ran into some logistical issues. And, uh, you know, thanks to Robbie Jones and Marcus Richmond and uh, Fultz at Fury Race Cars and all these guys for busting their butts to get us a second car ready. So, um, looking forward to it. You know, this would be a new car, um, straight out, straight from Fury and Connor Jones being another Fury of ours and just looking to get up to speed. They have a condensed schedule going on um, now because of the weather. So we got just a couple hours of practice tomorrow to get ready before qualifying. So I think it'll be a fast paced, hectic weekend, but, um, all in all, hopefully we're going to let off the trailer pretty good and have a good balance to it. And hopefully it sets us up for a good weekend. So you brought in, they brought in you, the big gun to work with Connor. What's it like, uh, to be kind of be the mentor now and, and uh, work with Connor. Uh, yeah, you know I think it's to, to be able to work with Connor and these younger kids. You know I think is what it's all about. You know I've spent my years. Uh, Can you guys hear me all right still? Yes, yes sir. Sorry, sorry, but uh, you know to be able to work with Connor and uh, try to get him up to speed. He's, he's had a lot of success in late model stocks and in the pro late. Um, I think he's kind of new to the super late stuff, but I think he'll take to it real well and just try to be there to help him along. You know, I'm just trying to be a piece of the puzzle. They got all the, the tools necessary to go fast and a lot of people with a lot of experience and a lot more race wins than I'll ever have. You know, so I'm just proud to be part of these guys, this group, and we'll, uh, we'll just chip away at it. You know, a little time I tell Connor if he's you know, got any questions I can do to help him out. You know, I'm here, and at the same time, I'm hoping that we can help their program progress along because, you know, this is an evolving sport. You know, it's just one of those things. These cars are always – guys are always working hard to get these things better and better and um, just trying to be part of their, their program to help them um, progress. And they also help me progress at the same time. Uh, Nashville's a lot of tire management, isn't it? There. <laughs> it is, man. This is the first place I grew up in Northern California, right? Racing on these little quarter mile, like a quarter mile track is a circle. And I had never really branched out or was able to growing up and this is the first one of the first tracks i ever got a chance to race at back when asa late models was a thing which is pretty much equivalent to a pro late nowadays but man i just took this place so well and it's such a fun track to race and when you look at the history of it how wore out it is how it races the ability to pass tire fall off tire management you know i just think it has it all and it suits my driving style but it is it's one of those tracks you just got to manage your tires um, you obviously got to have a good handling car, right? That's, that's the basis of it. But, you know, knowing what to do with it once you have one, especially in a, late, a race of 300 laps, tire strategy comes into play. At some point in time, you got to take two right sides, make those last for a long time. So it's just about being smart, having a good car. But, you know, all in all, this place is such a cool place to come to. 
racing door to door, bumper to bumper, wide open. How do you take that turn two little bump? <laughs> Got to make sure you hit it straight. You don't want to be going across with a bunch of wheel input. They usually always bite you in the butt, but. It's just one of those things, man. Like I said, you got it anymore in this sport. You know, it's one thing to show up and and drive a race car, but you take the best driver and put him in a mediocre car, and he's not going to run real good. So, at the end of the day, man, it's all about having the right stuff and be able to work with RNS race cars, free race cars, Robbie Jones, Connor Jones, you know, and all these guys, our our partners that are helping us get here. You know, the Tool Shack, um, Pepper Jack Kennels, Reef Complete Auto Center. You know, they're the people that help us get going, and you know, just hope we can have a good show this weekend. Well, Derek, man, I, I tell you, uh, looking forward to being there. The good thing about it, they was able to reschedule this, and we're going to be able to run this on Saturday evening. Right. Yeah, I was pumped to see that schedule change because that, that weather was looking pretty uh, looking pretty bad. So I was glad they were able to get that. Hopefully get it all in Saturday before the weather shows up. We we were talking just real quick about that tire management. In, in your series, that's pretty much you've got to be a master at tire management. You know, yeah, places like this, you know, West Coast and East Coast is such a different ball game because the most war-out track we have is nothing in comparison to Pensacola or Nashville. Um, but fortunately, we run a similar right-side tire back home. So you, you become familiar with what the tire takes and what it wants and what it takes to be fast. So I'm hoping that we can, uh, you know, kind of translate some of that experience from out west to the tire out here. But, you know, it is. This place is like a cheese grater, you know, and, and without tires, you can, you can fire off like a bat out of heck, but come lap 50 if you've gone a little bit too hard you're gonna be falling back pretty quick so it's just all about it's a little bit of guesswork in it you know but you got a couple times to, to try out your tires and find out what works and doesn't and hopefully you can kind of get it get it close handling well and you can get the tire management underneath so you still got the snowflake and the snowball derby left also and both of those are tire management tracks yes sir yes sir they are they're uh pensacola is you know very unique and nashville and pensacola are very similar in tire tire management so you know, hopefully we can kind of translate what we learned here to there as well. All right, Derek, Derek Thorne. Derek, appreciate you coming in and spending some time with us. Yeah, I appreciate you guys. Thank you for having me on, man. Looking forward to seeing you at the races. Uh, I'll also, thank you, Derek. All right, bye. All right, folks, Derek Thorne. Oh. <laughs> that tire manager is everything, guys. Uh, it is everything. So we're, our next caller is going to be, and I, I think Connor's calling in at 620, guys. So uh, I'm going to play a little Ty Majeski in Winter Circle. I don't think we got to actually play that Monday morning, and we'll be waiting on. Uh, we've got Corner Jones coming up at 620. Also, we got uh, at 645, Adam Mackey with Track Enterprises to give us some more information on the date that they uh moved it over till saturday joined by our nascar camping world truck series race winner here at homestead miami speedway time adjusty driver the number 66 thor sport racing toyota we'll go right into questions for ty start with steve steve post motor racing network ty you had actually told us in a pre-race about super late model and I think somewhere during the conversation on the radio, I actually heard someone talk about Pensacola. Um, how did the track compare? Was it, was it what you hoped for? Obviously, the performance was good, but how did the track, the old worn-out factor, compare to, to what you might be used to? Yeah, it's incredibly low grip. Uh, my spotter, Brandon Lyons, we, 
we go way back. We used to he used to spot for Harrison Burton uh, back in uh, probably like uh, 2014 ish to like 2017 or 18, and uh, we had a lot of battles um, over the course of our careers. Um, and uh, you know we, we spent a lot of time racing at Pensacola, of course, for the Snowball Derby. And uh, he kept telling me just like Pensacola, smooth and straight. Um, you know th this place, a lot like Pensacola, is just you know no grip, very coarse. Uh, we're down here close to the beach. There's sand in the air. It weathers away. You know all the all the pieces of asphalt and the and the rocks are the stones are left, and it it wears the tires. So uh, you've got to be mindful of that. You know if you push too hard in the beginning, you're going to pay the price late in a run, and um, that's the mentality you have to have while racing a, a super at Pensacola. And um, a lot of that correlates here in these trucks. So um, thankfully the truck was good enough. I, I didn't have to manage too too much. Um, I tried to do a little bit there. I know the first, you know, five laps are very important, and um, I gave up a little bit after the first stage, dropped back. I think I restarted um, fourth or fifth and um, just kind of settled in, in, in line there, and um, those guys were racing pretty hard, and then five laps later, it was it was going to the front. So, um, you know, just pretty cool to, you know, have that relationship with Brandon, um, our, our history, and uh, we used to, like I said, we used to feud. Uh, we used to get into it with each other and stuff, so it's kind of cool to come full circle. He's spawned for me. He does a great job. All right, next we'll yeah. go to Dalton Hopkins here in the center. Hi, Dalton Hopkins from FrontStretch.com, uh, and i got to follow up after this. Did, were you aware of how close it was between Ben Rhodes, your teammate, and Stuart Friesen for the cutoff point, and did you know just, I mean, were you were you being told that at all? Or were you just focused up at the front? No, uh, I had I had no idea what the what the point situation was. I knew it had to be close. I knew the 99 had a good first stage. The 52 had a good second stage. So um, I knew it was close. I wasn't quite aware of you know what the points position were. Um, you know, you know, leading the race, where you know that's our focus is just trying to stay ahead of the 38, uh, giving me gaps out back to try and try and maintain that gap without um, abusing the tires in case of a late race caution. And also, Ben said uh, after the race that he should be borrowing notes from you for Phoenix. He feels like that you're more of a favorite for that race. Do you feel the same way? Uh, you know, it's a new race, right? I feel like we certainly have momentum on our side, winning two of the last uh, three here um, on, on different types of racetracks, you know, short track at Bristol and then, um, you know, a, a, mile, a low grip mile and a half like Homestead, two very different racetracks. I feel like um, just generally speaking, Joe and I have been re clicking really well. Uh, the back half of this season. Uh, we had good finishes early on in the year, but we've been able to consistently put whole races together uh, throughout this back half of the year. So um, I can't really say who the favorite is and who isn't, but uh, regardless, I, I really like my chances going to Phoenix. Come over here to Jerry Jordan. Jerry Jordan, King, this is Harris.net. Um, you're out there, you're leading, you've got Zane behind you. You know, this is, was... He was in, but he he wanted to win. Obviously, uh, for, for you, what's it like to be the spoiler in, in in this race that that set things up for Phoenix? Yeah, I think you know. Uh, I guess the spoiler from the standpoint, none of the cutoff guys won, right? But I feel like um, you know we've been you know one of the four strongest trucks throughout the back half of this season. Um, you know, like I said, I feel really good about where our team's at. Um, you know, we we put a full fledged effort in for for this race. Um, but our focus has, has really been on Phoenix since we won Bristol. So um, to come out here with a strong effort like this, we came pretty aggressive uh, from, a, from a package perspective, hoping to learn for next year on, on these types of racetracks. And 
um, I feel pretty good about where our package is at, and I uh, just need to fine-tune a little bit more and, uh, and keep building on it. All right, we'll go back to MRN for a follow-up. Dave Moody from MRN and Sirius XM. Can you speak, is there a tangible value to, by the time you go to Phoenix, being undefeated in the truck series for a month? Is there, is there a tangible edge to that, or is it just feel good? I don't know. It's, uh, it obviously feels good, right? It's, there's a, you know, we didn't have a great Talladega whatsoever. Um, you know, we we're, you know, in a position leading early on in the race, and I felt like guys were just too aggressive and um, fell to the back on purpose and then never really could go anywhere. Uh, just, the, I think, the package that, uh, the engine package and the restrictor plate, um, it's hard to form runs at Talladega now. And so we want to get our, our, our momentum back going into Phoenix. I, I feel like, you know, like I said before, um, you know, our team has been really strong in the back half of this season, and um, we really want to come here with a good run, um, you know, build to Phoenix and, and carry that momentum. And, um, you know, I wasn't, you know, didn't know we were going to win today. I thought we were decent in practice. Um, but that first run we fired off and just, um, you know, hauling through the field, I, I knew we had a good chance at if we get out front. Any additional questions for Ted? Okay, come up to Bob. I'm Bob Pockers, Fox Sports. I have a couple. The first, do you wish the championship race was tomorrow? I don't know. Um, I want more time to massage on our Phoenix truck. Uh, you know, like I said, we've been working on it, you know, since Bristol. Um, obviously, the momentum is great, uh, but we want we want some time to massage on it. We feel like we've had an advantage knowing that, you know, we're going to Phoenix for about a month now. So um, we've been massaging on that truck. Like I said, we put, a, you know, obviously a full effort into this one, but um, I've been to the simulator um, you know, three times this year before um, the back half of this season, just for the three road courses, I've already been there three times just for Phoenix. So I haven't personally done any simulator um, at Homestead. So our focus has been on Phoenix. And um, like I said, I feel good about our chances. And, I mean, are you feeling any pressure? I mean, this is, you know, we always talk about where you were a few years ago and, and now to have you know, having won two races in the in the semifinal round, and probably what most people would consider a, a favorite to win. I, I never, I I don't think anybody thought uh, we were going to be in this position. I, you know, to answer your question, I, I don't feel any pressure. I feel like we've already overachieved what everybody thought we were we were going to be able to do. Um, although I, I I believed in the team surrounding me, um, and when we started, you know, running good this year and and strung together some top five finishes and uh, the May and June months. Um, I knew we just we were just right on that cusp of breaking out, and I knew once that we could get that first one, um, they would come a little a little easier. So, um, thankfully, that's that's been the case. I feel like I said really really good about where our team's at. Um, I feel like we've done our job this season. It's incredibly hard to make it to Phoenix. There's so many factors that have to play in in your favor to to come out on top. Uh, you have to perform and execute. You know, picker has to be good. I have to do my job, and. Um, you know, it all has to come together. So, um, in my opinion, you know, once you make it to Phoenix, you know, you've done your job as a race team, and you just, um, you know, go, to the, go do the best you can and um, do, you know, cross your T's, dot your I's, do everything you can to, to best prepare for, for the championship race. Any final questions for Ty? All right, Ty, congratulations. Thank you. Thanks, guys. All right, guys, Ty Majeski giving credit for uh with that win at homestead because like Derek said running on a cheese grater 
uh, it really helps the entire management, guys, and it, it, it's everything. You see it, you see it big time at uh, the Snowball Derby weekend and, and at the Tank All-American 400. But we're waiting on Connor Jones now. Connor's, uh, man, I'm telling you, this kid's on fire, 16 years old, and uh, he is he is really had a full schedule and this year and looks like he's going to carry on that for 2023. And no better place to be than uh, Nashville tonight, I would say. But the way uh, Ty's going to roll in, guys, down out at Phoenix, he's in the final, the the four, final four there. You got Ty Majeski, Zane Smith, Ben Rhodes, who won the championship last year, and Chandler Smith. That's the ones that's uh, competing for the NASCAR Truck Series in phoenix cup moves on to uh martinsville this weekend at the paperclip guys i'm going to the all-american 400 not to martinsville so uh we'll have coverage of that but guys we're going to bring on our next guest driver tonight and he'll be he'll be racing this weekend at the fairgrounds uh at the all-american 400 i've got driver Connor Jones. Welcome, Connor. Thank you for having me. Connor, you've been a busy man this year. Oh, yeah. We've been racing all over the place, and it gets tiring, but it's still fun. Well, it's all about seat time, isn't it, Connor? 100%. I mean, if you don't have seat time, it's going to be hard to be competitive. Uh, you've got a little time, seat time at at, at the fairgrounds. What What do you think about the fairgrounds? What What What, what are you looking for this weekend? You know, I'm looking for a car that just uh, just has what it takes. And um, I think with all these RNS, you know, Derek and um, really Luke and everybody who really put their hard work into the car, you know, Fulci and everybody who's worked so hard to get the car where it needed to be, I think um, I think that's going to pay big contributions to how we do this weekend. And um, hey, hey. But I can't really thank all of them enough. And um, But overall, I think we're going to have a good car this weekend. I think we're going to. I think we're going to hopefully come out with a solid top 10. That's my goal. And, um, yeah. Connor, how do you, how do you manage that uh, little bump in turn two? Um, it's, it's kind of hard to say, you know, I ran the pro, I don't know if it's much different in super or not, but really you either run your left sides across it or just go flush right over it. I mean, I think if you do that, I think it won't upset the car as much, but it's still, the bump's still, they're pretty big and it's, um, it definitely upsets the car, and it'll bottom out every once in a while. So, Connor, you got a full season next year running. Already yeah, signed up. You know. With with RNS, y'all gonna do a, a full season of like uh, super yeah, late we, models. Uh, not supers, but we are. It'll doing, be the late. Yeah, we'll be doing a main season of late mile stocks. You know, we got a couple Arca races in there, and uh couple of select super races and uh i think it's really gonna i think this is really gonna be a fun year next year i think it, overall it's gonna be gonna be very interesting so you you run some arca and was pretty successful you you run the arca main series and also you run the a series also did you yes yes we've ran both series we ran dover the main iowa the main and um, a couple other tracks i don't remember exactly i think it's watkins going in the main and 
But yeah, we had a couple good finishes, and um, hopefully we can do that at Phoenix next week. What's it like walking into Venerini's shop in Charlotte? Yeah, it's pretty cool. You know, um, never think as a kid you would walk into an ARCA shop and be one of the drivers. You'd always think you'd just grow up to be a crew chief or um, just someone who works on the car. And I think it's I think it's pretty cool. So this year you had pretty good success also, didn't you, Connor? Uh, in your first win at Tri County Motor Speedway, in September. Yeah, yeah, we've had a we've had a good bit of finishes after we uh, after we shut down our own team and we went to Marcus. You know, they really they really seem to get the car where it needs to be on a week to week basis. And you know, there's obviously the, there's um, there's a couple runs where it's not as the car's not as good, but I mean it's still a top ten car. And you know, those are the nights where you just gotta you gotta kind of settle for what your car gives you. And but yeah, we had that one win at Tri County, and um, that really boosts your confidence and everything. And you know, Luke and them and Marcus and JD and all them guys really get the car where it needs to be on a week-to-week basis. Uh, I talked to Derek about it. It's, it's a, there's a lot of tire management in in, a, in your series. How do you manage that, uh, Connor? Yeah, I mean, I feel like the tire wear is going to be a little different on late-mile stocks compared to super just because of the weight difference. You know, the late-mile stocks have a lot more rollover and um, – and where supers, I don't feel have as much rollover on the right front and right rear. And um, overall, I think it's a lighter car. It's gonna, I think it's gonna save tires while you can go a little bit harder. Where in late models, you really just kind of kind of sit in the back and just ride. Also, Connor, you're part of the Toyota development team, also, which that that's what's put you in the Venturini seat. That's what's that like to be able to be part of Toyota? Yeah, it's big. You know, it's big to have a big. A big company like that pick you up. I mean, it always feels good knowing you're wanted somewhere. And when you're wanted, I mean, it just makes you feel like you are worth it in the racing world and people actually want you and think you're actually a good driver. Well, Kyle, let's talk about your sponsors this weekend and people you want to thank to get that's got you to this weekend. Yeah, I mean, I'd like to thank all Pepper Jack Kennels and, uh, you know, my mom, my dad, and all they do for it and, uh, you know, the Tool Shack. And uh, just everybody who's really on the car this weekend is just so helpful to everything with this program. Well, Connor, uh, looking forward to seeing you Saturday. The the race had been moved over from Sunday to Saturday, but uh, looking forward to seeing you Saturday. And good luck, my friend. Thanks for coming on and being part of the show tonight. Yeah, no, thank you. Enjoy Nashville. I will. (laughs) All right, guys. Connor Jones. When you think Miami, lots of things come to mind. But when you think Homestead, Miami, it's everything. The vibrancy of South Beach and the calm of the Keys. You get a weekend of a million thrills. It's everything we all think of when we think Miami, but so much more. NASCAR Playoffs Weekend at Homestead Miami Speedway, October 22nd through the 23rd. Get your tickets now at homesteadmiamispeedway.com. Hey, and you know that'll be next year. But that was this past weekend. We're going to listen to, uh, we got a little bit before, Adam Mackey calls in to update us on the updated schedule of U.S. Tank All-American 400. Plus, uh, we'll, we'll listen to just a little bit of Kyle Larson from Homestead and Victory Circle. 
in the deadline room. And get started with our media availabilities here at Homestead Miami Speedway for today's Dixie Vodka 400. We are joined by the crew chief of the race winning car, which was the number five Hendrick Motorsports Chevrolet, uh, Cliff Daniels. We will go ahead and open it up to questions. Uh, we'll start up here with Holly and then go to Jordan. Hi, Holly Kane with the NASCAR Wire Service. I guess the big question is, what was the speech that Kyle referred to and, and that you gave the team that, that really seemed to make a difference to them? Today? Yeah, it was pretty colorful. Um, if you look at the five car throughout the course of this season, <clears throat> we've had great cars. So on performance, we have not been down. It's been execution. And it's execution from me, the guys on pit road, Kyle at times, and uh, you know we've had so many fast cars that I've been getting frustrated showing up at the racetrack knowing that we're going to have another fast car and, and even you know having a, a sliver of doubt of our execution because I know that our team, when we're at our full potential, we have a lot of potential. So uh, I went through you know our playoffs and, and how many mistakes that we've made since the start of the playoffs and how many of those things have been in our hands that we have had control over and we just haven't, you know, as a team, and, and really it starts with me, we haven't done a great job of grasping. And, uh, you know, my, my words today were focus and discipline. And uh, it takes a lot of focus and a lot of discipline to run the fence for all the laps that he did. Uh, and it takes a lot of focus and di discipline to go through seven or eight pit stops like we did today. And, and the guys had a phenomenal day on pit road. So that, uh, that was really the, the moral of it because, you know, he knows we've had great race cars. I know we've had great race cars. And for whatever reason, somewhere along the way, it's been a little mistake over here in this department. And then we fix that, and then we come back over here and have a little mistake over here, over here, over here. And we just needed a day to get it all to get it all right, and finally did. Uh, before we go to Jordan, we're also joined by the driver of the number five, Kyle Larson. Um, just also a note for everybody, uh, this win today puts the number five in the owner's championship four at Phoenix. Go ahead, Jordan. Jordan Bianchi, The Athletic. Uh, a couple questions for each of you. Cliff, um, I guess both of you. Uh, what does this win mean after the last two weeks, after being eliminated at the Roll Bowl and then obviously what happened last week? Well, it means a lot. It means a lot to the team because, uh, like I was just alluding to, we have such a, a core you know, group and, and, and a lot of strength in our group. I told them all today, the other thing, I'm sorry, Holly, I left this out. Um, I told them if, if we do our job at our worst, we're going to be really good. And if we do our job at our best, we're going to be great. So that's the window of really good to great if we would just do our job. And, uh, and we did today. So it means a lot to everybody at Hendrick Motorsports who've been giving us fast race cars all year long. Uh, I know it means a lot to Mr. H. I don't even think it quite sank into him yet when we, you know, we were talking about it in Victory Lane that we were locked into the owner's deal uh, in Phoenix. But yeah, I mean, the Roval was disappointing to get knocked out of you know, the, the driver championship. But to have the reflection on the team be that we're still in it, you know, we, we've had a, a very character-building year and we've had to be tough through the adversity and learn from our mistakes. Uh, to still be in it and have a shot is uh, it's pretty special. Are each approaching next week at championship? What's that? Be next week. Be ready for championship? Uh, <clears throat> I mean, the championship race isn't at Martinsville, so uh, I, I don't know. I mean, go in there and, and try to, to win another one, I guess. You know, try and have a great day, which I haven't had many of them at Martinsville, but. Um, you know, I feel like we had a good test there a couple months back, and um, I don't know. You know, it's a, it's a difficult place for me. I would love to just honestly not set my goals that high, uh, but but realistic, and, and I think a top five is realistic, and, um, you know, I think our, our 
team is obviously capable of it. Our, our car is capable of it, and I uh, just got to <coughs> put together 500 good laps and a good rhythm. That's where and, you know I, I struggle. It just takes me a minute to get into a rhythm, and and uh, it's just a difficult place. So glad that glad that we were able to win today, and um, you know like last year we won we won the first race this round. And then today we won this round, or this race of this round, and uh, haven't had to quite worry about Martinsville. So, um, yeah, thankful for that. And, and, and too, with the, the bad points day that we had last week as well, you know, I, I felt uh, not that we were in a must-win to make it to the owner's title part of it, but um, we needed to have a great day, and we were able to win both stages and didn't want to screw that up at the end of this race either. But uh, I knew winning was going to be the most important thing to uh, not have to worry about next week. I'm sorry, I'm at Phoenix. When you go to Phoenix, are you going to be thinking championship? I apologize. Oh, yeah. Duh. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> yeah, we're in. Yeah, we're in. yeah I, I mean... <laughs> we, I mean... Yeah, I, I view myself as... Yes, my, if I say we were to win Phoenix, like, my name isn't going to be on the, the championship. Uh, but, you know, having our team be the, the champion, I think, is, is honestly better than... That, you know, like I would hate to be in Ryan Blaney's position. I think he's the one that's only in on driver, not owner. I would hate to be in his position and say he wins the championship and he is credited with the championship and not his team. So if I was to have it one way or the other, I would rather be out on my end and, and be able to celebrate the team championship. So um, I'm happy that we get to go compete for that again. And, and honestly, that's that's what, you know, that's the paycheck, too, so uh, we're going to go for that, and um, you know, we're fired up about it. And last one for me, Kyle. Uh, the incident with Martin on pit road, from your perspective, what happened? Yeah, from my, my perspective, I mean, I'm, I'm just running my pit road speed. I'm running my lights. Um, I'm trying to stay on those as consistent as I can, and <clears throat> you know, it's, I think I had a few feet from my front bumper to his rear bumper, and um, you know, usually you, you peel off and you're still in the gas, um, until you know you got a, a the guy's got a lane to go by, and he started to peel off, and then all of a sudden he like slammed on the brakes, and I hit him. I didn't really have any time to react. You know, I was so close to him, so um, <laughs> I didn't know at the time if like he was trying to get me to check up and and play games or anything. But um, it sounded like he just you know, misjudged where his pit stall was. This this is the hardest pit road to find your pit stall when it gets to that time of a day. You know, the sun is about straight in your eyes. you got debris all over your windshield. I've missed my pit stall here before um, because of that. So I, I assume that's probably what happened. I haven't heard his comments or anything, but I hope that's what happened because, I mean, I'm just running my pit road, my pit road lights. You know, they're not counting me into his pit stall, so I'm just trying to maintain what I'm doing. And, and he got to the brakes really hard. And, and hate that I spun him because he had a, a great day going and, and a great car, but uh, just unfortunate. We'll go up here in the front. And just for everyone, if you can make sure to hold the top half of the microphone so your hand doesn't interfere with the um, receiver on the bottom. I don't, Kyle. Congratulations. You know, you wear that Hendricks motorsports thing proud, but when you talk about competing for the owner's championship and all that, do you often think about the great drivers that have passed through the Hendricks chain like Jeff Gordon and the list goes on and on and how you're trying to keep that continuity going with the tradition that that brand holds? Yeah, definitely. Um, what is it? He, I think Rick's going for his 14th or 15th 
15th, 15th, you know, championship as a team owner. That's, that's remarkable. You know, that's, that's obviously a great feat in itself being where he's at currently. And um, he's got four great drivers, four great teams that he can be confident in that can go chase to win a championship. So, yeah, I'm, I'm happy that, that we are locked in to, to try and you know, bring him as 15th. And, um, you know, it, uh, it means a lot, too. You know, he's, he's got such a successful history in the sport. And, and when you think of team owners and teams, Hendrick Motorsports is, is the bar. It, they, they are the best team. And um, it's an honor to race for him and, and everything that they have built. And uh, I hope that I can do my part to, to bring him as 15th. I'm going to go over to the left for a couple of questions. Jerry Jordan, KickingTheTires.net. Kyle, I talked to several drivers post-race, and they said when you get up against the wall like you do and get hooked up, you are gone. And that's, we saw that kind of today, Ross and, and AJ, they couldn't catch you. What is it about this track and the way you drive? Because sometimes, obviously, you get into the wall and it doesn't work out, but it, it paid off today. Well, I, I, think, I think today, honestly, it paid off because we finally had a car strong enough for me, um, yeah, I can get in the wall, and it's not going to flatten your tire or, or, you know, mess up your aerodynamics. Um, so, I got in the wall probably three or four times today, a decent amount, um, to where it would have been with the old car probably a pit stop, you know, and I, I would have killed my race. So, you know, thankfully this car I think played into my my favor a lot because I I do push the limits more than than others. Um, you can see it in the right side of my car that's pretty obvious but uh yeah it's just a, it's a fun track and and it it uh it honestly reminds me so much of Eldora you know both ends of the racetrack you know they're they're different you run on the wall but they're exactly the same to Eldora you know one and two at Eldora you run to a, if you're on the wall it runs to a point where it's really sharp three and four is more sweeping but same thing you know the the, the closer you can enter the wall typically the, the faster you can go. So I just, you know, I would say myself and Reddick and, and Noah in the Xfinity Series kind of have a feel for it, and um, it helps, too, and you have a great car. You know, my, my car was amazing up against the wall. You know, it, it also has to handle how you want it to, and, and it did everything I wanted it to against the wall. You know, the ride quality was great in the three. It, uh, it turned where I needed it to turn on entry so I could carry speed. It turned on exit so I could just stay committed to the throttle. Um, it wasn't too loose on exit or too tight where I had to, you know, bail out of the throttle at all. So it was a good car to go along, you know, with the comfort, I guess, that I have up there. Before we continue on, does anyone have any more questions for Cliff before we let him go? All right. Thank you for joining Thanks. us. Congratulations. And we'll continue on with Kyle. And at Bueno, the South Florida Media Network, Kyle, first of all, huge congratulations on the win here from Homestead to Miami. I want to talk about that, really that last caution that happened with roughly 21 laps to go where you were trying to chase down Martin Truex Jr. to the end. Once that caution came out, were there any adjustments? And if so, what kind of adjustments were those? You should ask Cliff that. <laughs> <laughs> well, behind the wheel at least. <laughs> Small air pressure, I think, adjustment. All right, everyone, we're going Bring in our next caller, which is no stranger to the Rowdy Maglite Show, Adam Mackey with Track Enterprises. Welcome, Adam. Hey, good to be here, guys. Man, the, the uh, U.S. Tank All-American 438th 
annual. How's it feel to be in Nashville tonight? Oh, it's great. Uh, just got here a little earlier, uh, a few hours ago, and we're actually at 6th and Peabody in Nashville. Uh, kind of old smoky moonshines over here, Yeehaw Beer, uh, a great place to come and have some food and drinks, and it's going to be our open party for the weekend as we get ready for a couple nights of racing. So, Adam, I guess the big story coming out is instead of Sunday, you moved the race to Saturday afternoon at 3. Is that correct? That is correct. Uh, we moved uh, moved the race that was going to be on Sunday to Saturday because, honestly, the Saturday forecast does not look good, uh, or the Sunday forecast, excuse me, does not look good. So we uh, have moved Sunday's schedule to Saturday. We've condensed the Saturday schedule down. We still have the street stocks and CRA. We still have the horse compact touring series. We just added the late model portion to it. Going to be jam-packed. We did it last year. Last year we did it on Sunday because Saturday's weather was bad. This year we're going to do it on Saturday because it looks like the rain's coming in late Saturday night into Sunday, and it probably wouldn't give us a chance to race. So we're giving ourselves a chance to race this weekend, get everything in. So 38 years of running this, and uh, we still got the fairgrounds. And for anybody that wants to get back in nostalgia, that's the track to do it at, isn't it? Uh, Adam, I mean, it this it, this reach. Yeah, I think it's the second oldest track operating now in the, in the country. Yeah, I would guess you know Milwaukee Mile and uh, uh, obviously National Fairgrounds Speedway between those two uh, venues. Uh, so many years of auto racing, uh, so many uh, great winners and great names have found victory lane and uh, have made names for themselves at those two tracks. And when you talk about National Fairgrounds Speedway, the rich history here, and you feel that history when you walk through the gate. Uh, Adam got some of the best short track racers entered in this weekend. I mean, everybody wants to be part of it. I mean, you got from, uh, what, Washington, all the way from the East Coast to the West Coast, North and South. Yeah, I'm sure between all of the divisions that we have on hand, between the, the several divisions that will be running tomorrow night on the quarter mile to the racing on Saturday with all of the street stocks, the compacts, the super late models and pro late models, we're going to have probably over half of our state, I would guess, represented this weekend uh, by drivers from all across the country, which is pretty impressive. I tell you what, Adam, some of the most fun I've had was that little quarter mile watching those guys race. (laughs) It's pretty fun. They put on a great show. There's no doubt. The first time I got to see the quarter mile racing several years ago, uh, when I came to Nashville, we were hosting the ARCA race for the first time back in 2015. I was impressed definitely with the quarter-mile races. So tomorrow night's a great chance to get out, uh, get settled into Nashville, watch the quarter-mile championship night, get to see all the local divisions compete, and uh, then go out on the town, have a good time on a Friday night, and go back to the track for an action-packed day on Saturday. So, Adam, how many years have you been working with the uh, so with Track Enterprises, with Track Enterprises, we uh, have had the last three. This will be our third, I believe, All-American uh, that we've done ourselves as promoters. And this is going to be also streamed on Racing America. Yes, it is. It's going to be on Racing America uh, pay-per-view. Uh, tomorrow night's action, the Friday night action, will be um, just on their uh, subscription-based service, and then Saturday will be a pay-per-view. Adam, man, I appreciate you coming on and be part of it. Uh, gates open. On yeah, so grandstand Saturday. gates open. Uh, yeah, grandstand gates open, I believe, uh, tomorrow at about 5, racing shortly thereafter, and they open at 1 o'clock on uh, Saturday. 
Racing starts at 6.30 tomorrow night. Racing starts on Saturday at uh, 3 o'clock. So we should be able to run a pretty good program for a feature event scheduled for Saturday afternoon and hopefully be done by 7, 8 o'clock at night. You know, Adam, the best thing is you see what's going to happen on Sunday and you're able to react and make it better on a Saturday night or Saturday evening. I like that because we've, we've well, all had yeah. to suffer through that. You know, it's worth a try. It doesn't make much sense for us to do it this way financially for track enterprises and the track to do it. But we know everybody wants to get a race in this weekend. We know everybody's watching the forecast. They see an 80% chance of rain or whatever on Sunday. So they know the chances that we could get to race on Sunday are very slim. We think that would hurt the car count. We think that would hurt the crowd. Um, Obviously, people are going to be lucky. They're going to pay $35 now on Saturday and get to see not only the super late models and pro late models, but also the street stocks and the compacts. Uh, so a pretty good deal on Saturday. Absolutely. Adam, thanks a lot for being part of the show. Looking forward to seeing you. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. Thank you. All right, guys. Adam Mackey with Track Enterprises getting us ready for the All-American 400. We fixing to wind this little puppy down. It's been, hey, Derek Thorne. Thanks, Derek. Uh, Connor Jones, man, appreciate you coming and spending a little time with us. Hopefully both of y'all will be back on again. Daryl Abbott, man, thanks a lot for taking a chance and jumping out and letting that light shine. It's always fun to see you at the track. Hey, I know I see you at the snowball derby. Looking forward to it, guys. Saturday. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or Friday, Saturday, and forget about the Sunday. Hey, we'll be back Monday morning, hopefully with some guys that race at the racetrack with the winners at Martinsville. You'll know who that final four will be at Martinsville. Hey, Marty, thanks a lot. Making that very common, making that happen for me, guys. Thanks for joining in. Kyle, get better, man. You got this. We missed you. See ya. Yeah. With the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.